This is Ion Health, delving into your overall well-being with Arab Health on Dubai Eye. 103.8. Hello and welcome to our third week on Eye on Health, brought to you by Arab Health. We're discussing the current and future state of health and wellness in the region and beyond. On this week's show, we're talking conventional versus alternative medicine. Should or could they work side by side? And should all doctors today be practicing holistic health with traditional medical practices? Let's find out. Our first guest is a woman whose life was turned upside down at the age of 26 when she had the biggest health scare of her life. Today, Rashida Cutton is a kinesiologist who teaches people that if we create our own illnesses, we can also heal them. Uh, Rashida, thank you so much for your time today. I don't really know where to start because I feel like what you do is quite an unknown to many people. Mm. So I'm going to let you provide your job title and a, a, a layman's description of what your day-to-day job looks like. Oh, wow. Um, So for me, it's all about helping people with their own well-being and well-being as in like 360 and, and really helping people to understand the magic that we already have, which is our bodies. Um, and you know everything that it can do and, and and the thing I always say is that this is something that you don't have to ask permission for you don't have to be good enough for you don't have to prove anything for it's already yours and if you take the time to start understanding a little bit about the basics of your body you can really do miraculous things. I love the idea of that kind of magic being within us and our body is our friend even though a lot of the time it really doesn't feel that way (laughs) and that can be Mm. through um you know body identity through weight loss weight gain and through illness as well can you take us back to 2006 when you yourself had had a health scare and diagnosis Oh, gosh, yes. So I was one of those who grew up, I was never sick, I never experienced even the flu. Um, You know, my experience of people being unwell was really from watching programs, um, like if you're familiar, UK programs like Casualty and Holby City. So I never really knew anything about, um, you know, real illnesses, if you like. Um, And at the age of, uh, I was 26 um, in 2006, and I was diagnosed um, with Hodgkin's lymphoma um, and it it's a cancer and it was they diagnosed me at that stage and it was at the last uh, stage I remember she saying you know it's stage four and I said well how many stages are there and she said well four I said well does it start from four and go backwards so you know that's how much how little I knew um, until she kind of put it black and white, my um, doctor and said, if you're not treated, you've got about six weeks to live. So, you know, it, it's oh, kind of a knock on death's door. Shida, that's a 26 at any age. It's horrendous at 26 mm-hmm. um, with a real bolt, bolt from the blue. So you were given this diagnosis a matter of weeks. When it came mm-hmm. to the treatment plan, what was suggested and, and what did you end up undertaking? Um, So I I was under the course of like, again, you know, my total belief system and faith was in in the person in front of me, in the doctor and in our, you know, medical world. Um, So immediately they, you know, said that um, I'd have to have full dose of um, chemotherapy. Um, It'd be between sort of six and and 12 months, maybe in terms of doing that. And then they kind of gave me a list of things that what would be next, if that was working, then that would 
would be next and this would be next and and after the word chemotherapy i kind of lost all all uh, all senses here sight and everything because i i just realized oh my god like chemotherapy like now this is this is serious um so again with full faith i went into um that um plan in terms of doing that now it wasn't it wasn't because i knew so much about the body at that time that i decided right i'm going to also do x y and z um i've always been a a positive you know happy person i'm i'm that annoying person who's always says oh no everything is great oh it's wonderful like it's raining oh well at least the plants are healthy you know so um i i was always that and i always sort of saw the the silver lining so i you know i naturally tried to remain uh positive and actually it was out of my fear of being ill that i slipped upon all the things that i now know and i learned at the time and it was my fear of chemotherapy it was my fear of pain and fear of of um it was actually fear of pain um that i decided right I'm going to get my body to be as strong as possible so the chemo doesn't hurt me as as much. And that was it because they told me I'm going to die and I thought well I may as well do it gracefully, you know. So um you know so I I I decided that. So then I looked into um diet was the very first thing because it's what you put you know into your body. Um so I looked into diet and I came across very quickly that Well, at first it was just about eating healthy, what would make my body strong. And it's all the things we know, you know, your greens, your vegetables, there was no secret there. So I started having all of that to make my body feel stronger. What I um see all my realizations came a year later because I looked back and said, "Oh wow, because I did that, that happened. Because I did that, that happened." But I had reasons of fear at this time. but thank goodness that that fear led me to taking some right action so with the diet what i'd actually done was alkaline my body see so any disease any disease at all can only exist in an acidic body and unfortunately we we all have acidic bodies see, even if you eat clean the environment has pollution in it you know even um negative thoughts create acidic uh, acidity in the body bad food creates it. so i started to cleanse the body thinking i'm just making my body strong so chemo doesn't hurt it still hurt by the way <laughs> but still i'm sure you know with everything else so that was one thing i learned i cleanse my body with with all this and all the remedies that sort of like you know the um older generation our grandmas used to say you know take garlic take ginger don't have it raw have it i i always think they have the best wisdom um so i used to listen to you know all of that and another thing was the power of prayer and meditation um it's the same thing so regardless of what you you know what what religious background what uh, uh you know faith you have or whatever you believe in whether you call it god the universe or the table um when you release that um when you surrender i think the word is surrender and surrender is such a powerful word and it's so hard to do 
when you surrender to something, then what you're physically doing is um, releasing the, the, those, you know, when you, we kind of say when, especially when it comes to cancer and we say, oh, first thing is I'm going to fight this. I'm going to fight this fight. Let's fight cancer. And even adverts all around the world fight cancer, beat cancer. But what actually happens there is when we use the word fight, literally when you say fight, your body hears you, your body is miraculous. When you surrender, that energy is actually used for the healing of the cell, not uh, armor waiting to fight. It's so interesting hearing your story because my dad was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma um, when I was about, I was in my early 20s. And mm. my dad is a very kind of typical northeastern, you know, post-war generation. Mm. And his his attitude towards cancer and treatment really surprised me. I remember going to visit them and he, he had cookbooks and he'd been printing off things and it was about eating to beat cancer. And this is my dad who would, you know, have things mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like just lots of like spam on toast and things, you know, they're kind of very, yeah. you know, food is fuel attitude. Was then eating, you know, raw cauliflower and researching prices of turmeric. And mm-hmm. at one point, he was saying to my mum, "I'm going to eat to beat cancer. I'm not going to get the chemo." Mum was like, "Well, how about you? Um, how about you do both, Dave? Just you know, just humour me if you wouldn't mind going." On. But when you when you're talking about visualization, about meditation, I don't think he ever put a name on it like that. But that the power of positive thinking yeah. was so powerful. It really, really was. His attitude throughout, mm. I think, really did carry him and and all of us through. You, you're obviously yeah. here today and incredibly healthy. And um, that six week to live diagnosis must feel like a lifetime ago. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like it changed your life for the better. You know, you've had some incredible yeah. learnings, and even your career has changed. You're now working as a kinesiologist. Can you explain what that job entails for us? For anyone who's thinking, yeah, so, this, um, this is this actually, what is a word. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So I'm a kinesiology practitioner um, amongst, as I said, you know, many things as in it's all about like how how do you make your body feel even more well? Right. How do you gain more and more vitality? Now, as we go through our every day, as we go through life, we're going through so many emotions. I mean, in a day, there's like 60,000 thoughts we, we, we go across. And most people, for many of them, they're either neutral or negative. Right. So what happens is when you do that, you start to carry like everything that we think we create chemicals in our body. Right. So that's how the body actually moves and works. Your brain sends a chemical message to say move your arm and you move your arm but you you, you're not aware of that process but that process that process in itself is miraculous right so that actually happens so everything creates a, a a chemical reaction um, and starts to store things in, you know, in your body. Now, the simplest example is when you go for a massage and if anyone's listening and they've never had a massage, please go for a massage. Your body craves it. It's not a luxury. (laughs) It's a necessity. So when you go, the first thing that they will say is, oh, you've got knots on your shoulders. Are you stressed? Right. Are you stressed? You've got a knot. Now, if you think about it, you've got a physical knot. A physical knot is the muscle has expanded and inflamed and it's kind of like um, gone together and it's become stiff. And you can feel like a literally a knot. When it's pressed, it hurts. 
So, and they kind of do this and do this to, to iron it out. Now, that stress, you know, we all heard about cortisol and all of this. Stuff. So, that stress creates a chemical that starts to get stored in your body. And because it gets stored and stored, it creates a mass. And when you put something together, like even if you froze water, it becomes solid. So it's the same. So anything that has pressure, pressure, pressure becomes solid. And that, soli that solid form moves the muscle, inflames the muscle, and you've physically got a knot. So your body physically changed because of a thought that you had, right? So that's what happens. Now, there's a knot there. God only knows what else you've got in your body right when the illness comes out it's simply in your body giving you information to say that hello you need to do something about this so when you said earlier that you know sometimes you don't feel like your body's your friend at that time your body's your best friend because she's or he's telling you get off your butt and do something <laughs> this is what i need <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, I'm going to vomit until you do something about this. I'm going to give you a hang headache until you do something about it. So your body's literally giving you information. So what um, the way I, I actually again landed on kinesiology, because as I started to learn about my recovery and what I'd done and what I did, I, I, I got fascinated with the body and how it works and how a thought here can create an entire reality and how people get sick because they've built up this acidity over years. Imagine people are in depression for decades even, decades. So imagine that acidity just building in their bodies, inevitable that they became ill. So I started to search, well, what am I holding? Like, I'm, you know, your go-lucky girl, kind of like, I had a wonderful career, enjoying everything, living in Dubai. Like, what else can I, you know, what else am I holding? But there's always things, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's everybody's had those stories. Everybody's got a bad story. So it's I, I kind of went to different healing practices for my own healing. Like what else? Because I was again didn't want to hold anything else. And I thought I really want to release this. Until one day I, I found kinesiology and I had a session like myself. And all of a sudden, um, the, the kinesiology practitioner, she said that I had a lot of fear and fear is something that formulates into, into cancerous cells. And I had a lot of fear in my lymphatic system. Now, it's very specific. And, and I, I just kind of freaked out, like, oh my, I was like, oh my God, get it out, get it out. Like, I, I'm not going through that again. I am not going through that. I'm not going to do that to my body again. And I realized that something that I thought I dealt with when I was 18 lingered there. And I made decisions for the rest of my life based on what I believed at that time about myself. And those decisions continued and continued. And I lived my life a lot based on what this event was. And it, it created fear. And I, I realized it was in my lymphatic system. And I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, a cancer in the lymphatics that starts in the lymphatic system. And I was blown away by the things that you could tell you about your body and how it related to the person's life and how an emotion and a, and a physical event created an illness and I thought wow and that's why if we can create illness we can reverse it too and you are an absolute living breathing shining glowing example of that um 
for anyone who maybe has had a recent diagnosis or there's someone in their family with cancer, and we're certainly not saying reject medicine, reject technology, science yeah. and amazing doctors, but perhaps there can be huge benefits to opening your mind and exploring other options. Where to start? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Not at all. And, and you know, I think it's important to say that, um, you know, go with your conventional medicine as well, because it's all about faith. Now, if a doctor, so the placebo effect, right, if the doctor said, have this pill and you will be well, and you have full faith, all you're doing is you're giving your body that message to say we will be well and we have like full faith and it becomes almost a command to your body mm. and that's why that medicine actually works where instead they gave you a placebo right so there was nothing in it now it's because we created the same chemical reaction as the medication would so go with it that this is going to make you well now, the f one thing I would say is, regardless of whatever you believe in, my belief system is that, um, you know, when you're meant to leave this life, you will. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be an illness. It could be anything. I mean, people die at all ages. That's one thing that we know for sure. If you're going to be born, you're going to die as well. So, one number one, surrender to the fact that if it's your time, there is nothing that can be done. However, you can do it gracefully, right? If it's not like, so that big surrender means you're not fighting to um, kind of like defy death. If it's in your cards, then that's what's going to, to, to happen. So when you release that, you can breathe because it's like, I can't do anything about that, but I can do something about these days that I have mm -hmm. right now. And I can heal myself of whatever I'm going through. And you never Just know, you might be... The belief that you can heal your body. And I would say, go look into it and go to the basics take care of your body whatever you put in just know is it creating acid or is it cleansing my body and go for cleanse and i would say one of the biggest uh um things that that really bust out cancer of the body is garlic you can read about like go research it read about it have cloves of garlic like roast it and just eat it like that Tell your family, well, that's how it's going to be for now. And just research, have full faith, have hope, because, you know, you, you've got so much power over your body. Rashida, I really can't thank you enough for your time today. We've kept you longer than we intended, but I needed to I needed to hear your story and your thoughts on this. And I think it's so, so valuable. So thank you for your generosity, your honesty and um, wishing you a wonderful day ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much. All the best and good luck. Great to have you with us here on Eye on Health, brought to you by Arab Health. We are exploring alternative and conventional medicine, how they can work hand in hand and hearing some of the amazing stories of people who not only have benefited from it, but work with it too. Eye on Health on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Arab Health, uniting the healthcare community through business and education.